Hey girl, hey! And welcome to another installment of That Real Housewives Roundup with me, Invincibly. Let's go on a journey as we discuss the latest antics of the Real Housewives we love, love, love. Today we're discussing the first episode of Season 2 of The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. The season glow-up is real, we've got new homes, new faces, new storylines, bionic legs and more. Let's discuss all this and more, starting now on That Real Housewives Roundup. master bedroom. I love this. This was supposed to be the exercise room and I turned it into a closet. <gasps> oh my gosh. Jen, so, I love this. And just like that, it's Sunday again and the Salt Lake City girls are here to answer our prayers. Such a treat, such a great conversation starter on a Monday morning. What did y'all think of this first episode of season 2? What did I think? Well, since you've asked, I'ma let you know. I know I've talked about this before, but there's just something about these opening scenes with the snow-capped mountains. It's like I can just like feel the crisp air and the faux fur resting against my skin. Gosh, what I do to be in Park City right now. Anyway... The season opens up with the dramatic scenes of the ladies at Beauty Lab and Lasers 15-minute Botox parting space. Whew, that was a mouthful. Well, they were gearing up for the car's road trip. Girl, that bus was packed. I saw Shotskis. I saw Vita Tequila. It was bound to be a good trip. But man, let me tell you, I had chills. Just like Wild Rose Whitney. I had chills! From that moment when Jen's phone rang, the way she kept the straight face, the way she stared right into that camera lens. That mess was proof enough for me. Girl knew what was coming. She knew she had to pull a Beyonce and go on the run. And girl, she ran. Bitch. Then 12 minutes later we had the feds raiding the damn place. Helicopters, search warrants, the works. The last time I was sitting at the edge of my seat was with this whole OJ chase. You kidding me? Girl, the ball dropped as Whitney was reading the article, putting Jen and Stu on blast. Again, chills. Now girl, just like all important days in history, I still remember where I was six months ago when this dropped. Honey... The way my iPhone blew up for days. New developments every hour. One for history books, I say. Then we go back to two months earlier, before the arrest, when Jen was at the best place in her life. Her words, not mine. As she's flaunting her new rental dubbed Charchelet 2.0. She looked fab in that snake scene jumpsuit. And those white shoes dripping in diamonds, child. 
I was here for it. As she was prepping the diet coke in time for Lisa's arrival. But girl, let me tell you, I was gagging. Gagging when I saw Jane's closet. In the words of Lisa Barlow. Oh my gosh. Jane. So, I love this. With that said, the feds must have had a field day when they saw all of this footage. Phew. It was too much. And then this is where the season kicks off with friendship wars. We see Jen's blooming friendship with Lisa, then confiding in each other, and then Jen dropping a bomb of Coach wanting to divorce her. Why you ask? Because he felt that he wasn't a positive influence on her life. Bitch, girl bye. He wasn't a positive influence on your life? GTFO. Then Lisa and Jen continue to gush about each other and Jen dares to say, Girl, you know, I'll go to jail for you. And I thought, no fucking kidding. Not for Lisa though. But you're going. We then move on to Meredith at her gorgeous new house. I just thought how fabulous to live up there while your friend Heather casually drops by just as she came down the slopes for a glass of champagne. Fabulous, darling. Meredith gives us an update on her and Seth being in a much better place and seeing each other 50% of the time. 50% y'all, girl, winning. Who wants to be with someone for more than 50%? You're getting the best of both worlds. Heather continues to share about her life with her growing kids. Same shit, different day. I still enjoy her realness though. Next up, we get to see Whitney as she's hosting a hotter party for her stepson that's almost as old as she is, lol. A hotter party filled with people of all ages and sizes and girlfriend was slabbing in the middle. One minute she's sitting with her Brooks Marks tracksuit from 2019, taking shot with the youngsters. And the next, she's talking business with her boys to prove what a balanced girl and the driven woman looks like. Do you, boo? Girl, those shots of Patron had Whittles dropping that damn cream cake three times on the floor. Three times! And she still had the nerve to serve it to her guests. Candles and all. I looked at that damn cake and thought, if that was me, I'd leave it right there for the dog to clean it up. Ain't nobody got time for that. But wait, we then get the pleasure of having the first scene of the season with our first lady, Mary Cosby, as she arrives at church. To do what, you ask? To record a podcast. Why, you ask? Because she talks to herself all day and every day and she needed an outlet. Trust the Bravo producers to then roll footage of girlfriend in a closet talking to all of her mannequins and fashions. Epic. <laughs> talking facts with Mary Cosby. That's what they called it. Now girl, I'm so mad. I went and searched high and low for this damn podcast. And guess what? Just like the voices in her head, it doesn't exist. I was looking forward to do a roundup review about this damn podcast, yet it's nowhere to be found.
a bummer. Anyway, Mary and her co-hosts then proceed to open the podcast with prayer, as you do. I was floored when Mary interrupted her co-host Sean as he got into his Pentecostal prayer groove. Sister Mary Alice just took over, showing him how it should be done. You can't make this shit up. She's a gem. I enjoyed their conversations. It ranged from talking facts of life, to childhood, to smoking weed, to modern day issues. Girl, it was all over the place. Very on brand for Mary. Mary then ended her podcast with a word of wisdom, which is, know your purpose in life. Okay, girl. We then finally get to meet new girl Jeannie, the newest housewife from Vietnam. Girlfriend had a story to tell about her coming to America as a child on a boat. I found it very fascinating. Imagine where she came from to where she is today, living a life, living the dream. It's possible, y'all. Then we see the traveling Lisa and her son Jack visiting new girl at her home. And after I saw her outfit, I was all the way into her. Miss Jenny was wearing an open back sparkly rainbow colored leopard print ensemble in broad daylight at home, as you do. And I was here for it. Hey! While Lisa and Jenny was in the kitchen talking about bags and bumping bellies, poor Jack was being tortured downstairs by Jenny's chiropractor husband, giving the poor kid an adjustment. Nope, it's a no from me. Now, I thought Mary was dropping gems on her podcast until Jenny's daughter dropped the best line of it all. After discussing her getting straight Asian school, she goes, That's why we called Asians, not Bijans. Bloop. There's your tagline, girl. You won. Anyway, y'all, these girls got me parched. Before we move on to Jennifer Shaw, let's take a quick break. And I'll be back right after this. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of That Real Housewives Roundup. Join me each week as we discuss the latest antics of the housewives we love, the roundup reviews, and my personal favorite, the Leanne Rhymes. Go on, subscribe to this podcast, and engage with me on all socials at Real Housewives Roundup. Don't be tardy for this podcast party. Now, back to the show. back people listen up just when you thought you saw it all bravo served us with a full circle moment we're now at char chalet 2.0 and in walk aunt nani jen's aunt on bionic legs bitch the same aunt that had her legs amputated last season the same aunt that were the reason for a whole damn storyline last year the same aunt that had hospital spell trending. 
Jin had the nerve to go and greet her at the chalet door while lifting her dress up to expose her bionic legs. The nerve! At that moment, I looked up and said, what would Aviva do? Jen went on to let us know that Aunt Noni doesn't smell like hospital no more. She smells expensive. Not expensive, but expensive. Shaspensive. So yes, class, that's the word of the day. Spensive. Then we arrive at the igloo house on a snowy day with Miss Mary sitting there talking to herself. Again, this is the first almost full group sit down with the girls, Heather, Mary, Whitney and Meredith in attendance. A great powwow moment for the girls to figure out where they stand in the group and with each other how they'd like to move forward and address the beef between the Weather Girls and Lisa, as well as the beef between Jen and Meredith. Lord, it's too much for me. Too much. Friendship juice or not. Pass mid-by, oh gentle saviour. Meredith then shares the news of her father's passing, and it was a touching moment to see the girls supporting her through it all. That is until Jen's name was mentioned. We then move over to the Shabbat dinner, hosted by Meredith, and for a third time in this damn episode, we see traveling Lisa and her convoy tripping by people's homes. First it was Jen, then at Jenny's, and now at Meredith. Now I know why Lisa doesn't cook. Enough said. Meredith and Lisa decides to go and have a conversation and quickly got into it as soon as Jen Shah's name was mentioned. Meredith brought up valid points about Jen's rants against her, Jen's platinum vagina on ice issues against Brooks, and Jen's unwarranted vendetta against her family. Just like the rest of the girls, I also didn't understand why Lisa is fighting Jen's battle so hard. Jenny asked Lisa the right question in that preview clip that we saw. Do you have business with Jen? I'd like to know the answer to that. Yes, please. In closing, Meredith mentioned that Jen came completely unglued. Unglued? What a perfect way to sum up this mess. Forget pensive. My new favorite word is, you guessed it, unglued. Anyway, enough of this mess. Let's close things off with the Leanne Rhyme. From Spensive to Unglued, Episode 1 got me all the way in the mood. While Mary recorded a non-existent podcast, hell breaking loose between these friends are in forecast. Aunt Nani's bionic legs were a total hit. But Lisa said it best, Jen, I love it. Jen better prepare herself to be the next Uncle Tom. But for more on The Real Housewives, go to bravotv.com. Bye, bitch. <laughs>